0: The Adventure of Tom Sawyer. Chapter 2 The Artist It was Saturday, which was a holiday. All the summer world was bright and fresh. Everybody in the town was cheerful and full of life. But Tom felt miserable on this glorious day. Aunt Polly had given him a heavy punishment. He was to paint the thirty-yard fence. The fence was nine feet high and faced the main street. Life became unbearable for Tom. He dipped his brush in the paint and passed it along the topmost plank once, twice and three times. He compared what he had accomplished with What was yet to be done. It would take him years to finish the job. He felt very sad and decided that he should cheer up. So he sat down and started singing loudly. Jim, the negro boy, came skipping out of the gate, holding a tin pail. He was singing too and the same song. Fetching water from the town pump, had always been hateful work for Tom, but now he did not feel that way. He remembered that there was company at the pump. All the children of the town were waiting their turns, resting, exchanging playthings, quarreling and fighting. The pump was only a hundred and fifty yards off. Jim never got back with a bucket of water in less than an hour and even then somebody generally had to go after him. Tom said, Listen Jim, I will fetch the water if you will whitewash some of this fence. Jim shook his head and said, I can't Master Tom, Aunt Polly told me to go and get the water and not to stop anywhere fooling around with anybody. She said that Master Tom, was to do the whitewashing, and that I was not to help him, but mind my own business." Tom said, Oh, never mind what she said, Jim. That is the way she always talk. Give me the bucket. I will be back in a minute. She won't ever know. Oh, I dare not, Master Tom, the old lady will beat me to death. Indeed. She will. She? She never beats anybody. She only hits with, on the head with a hairpin. This beating does not hurt anyone, nor do her anger words and threats. They mean nothing. There now, I see a smile in your eyes. I am sure you understand. Listen, Jim, I will give you a marble. It's a beautiful white marble. Jim was tempted. A white marble, Jim. And it's a fine shooting marble too. My, that's a beautiful big marble. I will tell you, but Master Tom, I am terribly afraid of old lady. Tom said nothing but kept looking at the marble with admiring eyes. Jim was only human. This attraction was too much for him. He put down his pail and took the white marble from Tom. Just then they saw Aunt Polly coming from the field with a slipper in her hand and beaming with Trump. Immediately Jim was seen running down the street with the pail and Tom painting the fence with great gusto. But. As soon as Aunt Polly was out of sight, Tom stopped. Sadness returned to his heart. His plan of having fun on this wonderful day seemed to be going up in smoke. He took out the odds and ends of toys from his pockets. He had enough to buy an exchange of work. But would he find anyone foolish enough to enter into the bargain? Then an idea struck him. He took up his brush and went quietly to work. In a few minutes, he saw a boy coming along. It was Ben Rogers, who never missed an opportunity to make fun of Tom. His steps were a hop, skip and jump. He was eating an apple and making a long humming sound at intervals followed by a deep-toned ding-dong-dong, dong-dong-dong. He was pretended to be a steamboat. Ben saw Tom at work and stopped near him, wishing to make fun of Tom. He said, Hi, are you forced to work, aren't you? There was no answer. Tom looked at his last piece of work with the eye of an artist. Then he gave his brush another gentle sweep and examined the result again. Ben came nearer. Tom's mouth watered for the apple, but he stuck to his work. Ben said, Hello, old fellow. You have got to work. Hey. Tom returned and exclaimed, Why, it's you, Ben. I wasn't looking for. Your way. Ben saw his chance to tease Tom and said, Say, I am going for a swim. Don't you wish you were going? But of course you will rather work, won't you? Of course you would. Tom looked at Ben for a minute and then said, What do you call work? Why, isn't that work? Tom returned to his whitewashing and replied, Well, maybe it is maybe it is not. All I know is that it delights Tom Sawyer. Ben was puzzled. He said, You are trying to be clever. I am sure you don't like it. The brush kept moving. Like it? Well, I don't see why I should not like it. Does a boy get a chance to whitewash a fence every day? This was something new. Ben stopped eating the apple. Tom carefully swept his brush back and forth and then stepped back to study the effect. He added a touch here and a touch there and seemed to be pleased with the result. Ben was watching every move and getting more and more interested. At last he said, Tom, let me whitewash a little. Tom thought it over, was about to agree, but changed his mind and said, "No, no, I can't do that, Ben. You see, Aunt Polly is very particular about this fence. It is right on the street. you know, If it was the back fence, I won't mind, and she won't either. Yes, she's very particular about this fence. It's got to be done very carefully. And I believe there isn't one boy in a thousand, maybe two thousand, that can do it as it should be done." No. Is that so? Oh, come now, let me just try only. Just a little. I won't be cruel, Tom, if I were you, Tom said in a voice of sympathy and kindness. Ben, I would let you try. But you don't know, Aunt Polly. She will kill me. Jim wanted to do it too, but she won't let him. Sid was planning to do it, but she won't let him either. She wants me and me alone to do it. Please try to understand the situation. If I let you to do it and something goes wrong, she will hell loose on both of us. I will I will very careful, Tom. Please let me try. I will give you a piece of my apple for the favor. Well, try. No, no, Ben. You must not. I am afraid. I will give you all of my apple. Tom gave up the brush with the pretense of fear in his face but pure joy in his heart. Ben took the brush and set to work in the hot sun, Tom sat down happily on a barrel in the shed close by as a retired artist and started eating Ben's apple and planning to get other victims. He did not have to make any effort. Every little while, boys came that way to make fun of him, but he stayed on to White Wars by the time Ben was tired out. Tom had sold the next chance to Billy Fisher for a kite, and when Billy was tired, Johnny Miller bought his turn for a dead rat and a string to swing. Thus, every new victim paid a price for being given a chance to paint the fence, and by mid afternoon, Tom had become rich. He had acquired Besides the things already mentioned, 12 marbles, part of a Jewish harp, a piece of blue bottle glass to see through, a spool cannon, a key that would unlock nothing, a piece of chalk, the glass stopper of a bottle, a tin shoulder, a couple of tadpoles, six firecrackers, a kitten with only one eye. A brass of door knob, a dog collar, but no dog, the handle of a knife, four pieces of orange spill, and a broken window sash. Had had a nice do-nothing time all the while, and plenty of company, and the fence had received three coats of white wash. If he hadn't run out of white wash. He would have taken everything from all the boys of the village. Tom had learned a great law of human action. In order to make someone want a thing, it is necessary to make the thing difficult to get. He had also learned that work consists of whatever a person has to do and the play consists of whatever a person likes to do. The punishment had given Tom much wisdom and a lot of material goods, so satisfied with his achievement, He left for home to report his performance on the fence to his dear aunt. Aunt Polly was sitting by an open window. She was nodding over her knitting and the cat was asleep on her lap. Tom stood before her. He said, May I go and play now, aunt? What? Already? How much have you done? It's all done, aunt. Tom don't lie to me. I can't bear it. I'm not lying, aunt. It is all done. Aunt Polly had little faith in Tom's words. She went out to see for herself and was greatly surprised. She was so overcome by his work that she gave him a big apple and said Well go along and play. Tom was soon out of the house and into a back lane. He went towards the village square and met Joey Harper as a plant. Tom and Joey, who never who who were great friends, were also the generals of two armies. The two armies fought while the generals looked on and gave orders. Tom's army won a hard-fought battle. The next day of battle was fixed. The two armies marched and Tom turned homewards. As he passed by Jeff Thatcher's house, he saw a new girl in the garden. She had lovely blue eyes. Her yellow hair was in two long ponytails and she wore a white frog, Tom was instantly attracted to her. He tried to show off in a boyish way. The girl was going towards the house and Tom hoped that she would notice him. Before going in, she threw a pansy over the fence. The boy was overjoyed. He picked up the flower and put it inside his jacket.